Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is The Twelve Powers in You, Elimination in Life, and was recorded on Sunday, February 19th, 2023. So about 13 years ago, I had had it with church. Okay, I haven't had it with church like every 10 years of my life, I think. But at that point, I was just done. I had just turned 50, and nothing seemed to fit. I had been a Southern Baptist minister for over 20 years. I then went to Metropolitan Community Church, where I spent another eight years. And none of it fit my soul. And a friend of mine said... Here's what you should do. You should go to this church down on Holden Avenue called Unity. You'll like it there because they don't talk about Jesus. (laughs) One, she was wrong. And two, I understood what she meant. Because after a lot of conversations, she understood that one of my biggest problems was that I needed a Jesus to save me. I had a hard time understanding that when I was born, I was bad. Yeah, didn't work that way too well in my head anymore. For a long time, that didn't bother me because it's what I had been told. It's what I'd been taught. It was the tradition that I grew up in. It was what my mother taught me. My dad didn't. Um, But it was all of that stuff. So I decided I'm going to check out this Unity Church. At the time, I was still a staff member at another church. So Reverend Cynthia Alice will tell you the first Sunday I showed up, somebody told her, don't go talk to him, just leave him alone, he works somewhere else. (laughs) That's cute. She did. She spoke to me the second time I went, but she let it go that first time. So I go, and I start going, and I keep going. And then I went, and they had this guest minister. Reverend Cynthia Alice was out. And this minister talked about Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Christ. And I listened, and I left so very confused. And when I got home, the same friend asked me a day or so later, 
So what did you think of the church? And I'm like, you know, I already had a problem with one Jesus, and I think they have four. <laughs> so I'm not sure this is going to be the best place in the world for me. But my soul said, keep going. Find out what it's really all about. Uh, and as I said, Reverend Cynthia Alice was the spiritual leader there, and she understood my path. She understood what, where I was on my journey, and that what I really needed was just to stop and be calm and breathe and to unlearn 40-plus years of teaching. Not only things people taught me, stuff I taught other people. And I needed to stop and just unlearn. I had no idea that that had a name. So as I'm unlearning, I learn later, that's the power of elimination, the power of release. What doesn't serve me anymore? What do I need to let go of? The power of release, Roy, if you want to put the slide up, is defined as the ability to release, remove, renounce, denounce, deny, and let go. That's hard. Something I've been told my entire life that I now go, yeah, I don't buy that. I need to let that go. And in my head, I can do that. In my heart, sometimes those things pop right back up. And I'm like, oh, I thought I let that go. Now we get to do it all over again. Yay. I'm so excited. One more time with this. But eventually you learn to release and to let it go. I found that the revealing word definition for elimination was actually better for me. It's letting go of old thoughts in order that new thoughts can find a place in my consciousness. So I started going to Unity regularly. I started taking classes. I wasn't taking them for credit. I never planned on doing what I'm doing right now. When I left the other churches and denominations, I'm like, I'm done. I'm never standing in front of a group of people and talking or teaching again. Yeah, see how that worked out, right? <laughs> Sometimes we're not sure what it is we need to release and what we need to keep a hold of. But you find out along the way as you go. So as I began to release and I started to let go, I didn't know what those new things were going to be. But the more classes I took, the more I went, the more I understood, the more I found out what those things were. And one of the first things I needed to release was my view of God. I don't know what your backgrounds are, but my view of God coming out of a Southern Baptist church was that God was this old white dude who sat on a cloud somewhere up there, had a tablet in one hand and not a really good tablet. It was like a stone one that he had to etch into. And then the other hand was a lightning bolt such that any time I did something especially bad, because that's what I'd been told, literally, that there was a God watching me to make sure I didn't mess up and to write down everything I did if I did mess up. Okay, that's the first thing that had to go. That wasn't the God of love and the God that I understand now, but it was the one I had at that moment. So that was my first big release. And when I talked to my parents about this release, my mother said, I'm not sure I understand anything you believe right now, but it's okay. I'm like, thank you. 
she was the same when I came out as gay. Her response was, I love you. Okay, next. My dad, who I really expected to not have a response, actually said, I love you. You're my son. Everything's good. And we don't ever have to talk about this again, right? That was fine. I'll take that as compared to what I expected. So my release there was, this is who I am. And I get to worship just as I am. I don't have to be a certain person or a certain way in order to come and worship. I don't have to be the person somebody told me I was years ago or who I have to be or should be in order to worship. I understood finally that I could let go of that Jesus who needed to save me and find a Jesus who was my brother and my way shower, who could teach me what I needed to know. That was one of the big releases that I also got to do. So as I started to release, I learned all about the power of elimination. And I learned that it's just like the physical process of elimination. You got to do it over and over and over. It's not something that in my 50s I could say, okay, done. I released it all. Everything's great now. No, had to keep letting those things go. And as I said, sometimes they'd pop back up when I thought they were gone. But you learn to keep on and you learn to just let those things go. The song that the music team sang is one of my favorites. I release and I let go. I let the spirit run my life and my heart is open wide. Yes, I'm only here for God. I call it an aspirational song because I ain't there yet. But I aspire to be. I aspire to be at the point that if you say something to me that offends me, I can immediately let it go. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it, and I'm trying, and I'm doing my very best to get there. In fact, sometimes I have my own version of that song that I sing. It says, I release and I let go, and then I pick it back up again, and I hold on to it for a few more years because I'm convinced God needs my help. (laughs) You know why we can laugh at that? Because some of y'all are picking it up, too. (laughs) Often, when I'm done with it, I'm not done with it. I think, okay, this should have been easier than it was, so maybe I'm supposed to hold this a little longer. No, I'm not. I'm letting go of those old thoughts so that the new things can come in. Spirit and God don't need my help. Releasing beliefs and stuff that my mama gave me has been difficult. My roommate was talking on the phone to his mother describing the dining room in our home. And his mother asked him what it looked like. She had not been at our house at that point in time. And I have this thing about Asian culture that I like and Native American culture that I like, and I have 0% blood of either of those two groups. I just like it. And he described our dining room to his mother as old lady Asian. He didn't know I heard him, so I asked him later, what was that? And he goes, well, there's the Asian influence, and then there's everything in the house that your mother and grandmother gave you that you haven't let go of. 
that's hard. Sometimes letting go of those family treasures are difficult. Still not great at it, just going to be honest. That china and all that crystal stuck away somewhere. But it's not necessarily visible anymore for the world to see. And in my heart, I work on letting those things go. So as I start to let things go, I read a story about an Indian sculptor that I really liked. And this was a sculptor who made these giant elephant sculptures. And they had the huge trunk going up and these huge legs that were connected to the earth. And he became really well known for them. They were very expensive. And the king in one of the areas came by to commission a work, but also to see how it happened. How did he make those things? So the king comes up and he asks him very plainly, what's the secret of your artistry? And the sculptor looked at the king and said, when with the aid of many men, I quarry a gigantic piece of granite from the banks of the river, I have it set here in my courtyard. For a long time, I do nothing but observe this block of stone and study it from every angle. I focus all my concentration on this task and won't allow anything or anybody to disturb me. At first, I see nothing but a huge, shapeless chunk of marble. Then slowly, very slowly, I start to notice something of substance in the rock. And only then do I start to do some work. When I look at it, I scarcely see a discernible outline of an elephant. Though others, I suspect, would probably see nothing. So I start to work, flowing into weeks from days. I use my chisel and mallet, chipping away at my sense of what that outline is. And every time I chip, what I see grows stronger. How the big fellow is straining to get out of there. I must chip away every last bit of stone that is not elephant. What then remains must and will be elephant. So I like the story because it's a great reminder to me. A reminder that as I chip away, then I become my authentic and true self. I chip away all the junk that isn't Hank, and I leave it down on the ground where it fell. Don't pick it back up and run with it. And then I can be my authentic self. That's the power of elimination. That is the power of release. We release, we let go. And as we do that, that takes us then into the power of life. The power of life is defined as the ability to energize, vitalize, enliven, and make whole. And as I release the things that weigh me down and hold me back, including fear, I'm able to re-energize myself, to revitalize myself. As I release and let it go, I am able to live my powerful life that I was called here to live. A key to understanding the power of life is to remember that we are completely energy, nothing else. So everything that we put into the universe based on unity's third principle is how we co-create our world. 
We put the universe on notice when we put things out there. We do it all kind of different ways. On the way down here this morning, I probably put a thing or two off of I-4 and I-75 into the universe that wasn't needed. (laughs) I do it all day long, too, by these little things that play in my head, the things I say to myself over and over. I used to tell people I had a CD in my head, then I realized I was too old for that. So there's really an eight track up there that just keeps playing over and over and over. All that old junk, all that stuff my mom said, my dad said, my grandparents said, my teachers said, my church said, I play it all day. Let it go. Release that junk and move into the power of life that's available for each one of us. Put new energy into the world. Think about your I am statements. When you wake up and say, I am tired, know what you're going to get more of during the day? Tired. Be careful what you say after I am. That's how we control the energy in the universe. You want to be sure that you're saying things that reflect what you want to draw to you. So you want to make sure that everything you say is in line with that. In John 15, 4 and 5, it said, I says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me as I in you. That's how energy works. The vine and the branches. One is power, one is love, one is all things. And the next is giving um, expression to that vine. So the branches are the expression of the divine. You are an expression of the divine. You are a perfect expression of God's love on this earth. Just sit with that for a moment. You are a perfect expression of God's love on this earth. I had a hard time with that word perfect for a long time. Because I have a hard time seeing me as perfect. But I am, in this moment, in this place, right now. Can I become more perfect? Absolutely. Are there new things to learn? Absolutely. But when you think of yourself in those terms as part of the divine, part of being connected between the branch and the vine, then you understand unity's first principle. And that first principle is the one we quoted at the very beginning. There's one power and one presence in the universe and in my life, God who is good. And our second principle, which says there's a spark of the divinity in each one of us. And it's that spark of divinity that allows us to be the perfect presence on earth. Some of you are going to think about that the rest of the day, and I love that. Because we have a hard time grasping that that's who we truly are. We are the perfect expression of God on this earth. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore said in Keeping a True Lent, the first step in the realization of life is always to know that God is life, abundant, omnipresent, eternal. And the second step is to make a positive connection with God life by declaring oneness with it. Oneness, the vine, the branches, all flowing together. God and I are one. You and God are one. 
and you and I are one. We are all connected. That is that oneness there. John 10.10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy the part that's on the slide. But I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Charles Fillmore, again, our co-founder, said the thief represents the ideas that come not from our consciousness, but from outside and steal away our vitality. The thief is represented when we spend too much time on the future and not enjoying the joy of the present. It's error thinking and dwelling on our past that steals our vitality. The power of life is the present moment, here and now. I'm horrible at it. I like to take pictures and look at things later, except in doing so, I often miss the what's going on right now. I like to cook. And then when 15 of my closest friends come over, I just as soon go sit in my room and ignore them all. A part of the great introvert that I am and can be. But reality is we're all connected. We're all one. And the abundant life is me being in the present, enjoying this moment and this time. One power, branches and vine. There's another verse in 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. This is the message translation. I don't know if you know that translation. It's a little more on the um, everyday speaking side of the world. Not quite like the King James Version for sure. 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter the wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open your lives. Live open and expansively. That's the power of life. When we learn to be abundant, when we learn to live expansively, when we learn to live openly, we have understood the power of life. There's 12 powers. You've been talking about them, I guess, for the last six or seven weeks. They're with you at birth, and they're just waiting for us to use them. They're waiting for us to affirm their existence and call them forth in our life. And for a lot of us, while it's not the first, elimination is the one that we should start with. Get rid of all the old junk and make room for the new stuff. And then we can use all of the other powers to do great things. I don't think we realize how powerful we are. But we are. We have tremendous power. And we can change our world by changing ourselves. One at a time. I am not running for political office ever. Bless those who do. But I can change my world. And as I change my world, I can change all the rest of the world. As we work on that oneness and we change our worlds together. I encourage you to go forth today and be a manifesting machine. 
by affirming each of the 12 powers and using them in your daily life. Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2023, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.